0: You are listening to the G2 Radio Network exclusive interview series. We are now going to start part three with Osiris as he talks about and takes us through an awesome journey of his book, Sacred, right here on the G2 Radio Network. Stand by. We are coming on the air. We are back with Osiris on the G2 Radio Network, a special interview about his book, Sacred. And Osiris, welcome back.
1: Thank you again for having me. It's been amazing. Been hey, amazing.
0: We are so blessed to have you here with us. You've always been a blessing to me. You know that. So oh, yeah. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> we've had many talks, many good talks. Sure. And um, but today we are definitely featuring you and your awesome book, Sacred. And so let's jump right into chapter three, and that is mental hell. And uh with that, um there are some very impactful quotes that you had placed in here that I tell you what I read over and over again, and in my mind I was playing like who is telling him this? Can you kind of tell us a little bit about um, some of these these quotes um, that you had placed in this chapter?
1: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, I was hoping for this one. Um, so, mental health's chapter opens with this one. With this one, it's titled "I'm Not Black Enough," and The idea behind it was, you know, um, the way that the words appear. I was trying to create uh, an an illusion of you hear it in echoes, in different pitched tones. It's it's loud, it's low, they whisper, it's screechy, it's this, it's that. um, These were things that I heard growing up, um, a lot. Um, And uh, many of it, many of the stuff I didn't even want to put down because a lot of it was, um, a lot of the language was not something that I wanted to write. That's yeah. just not, it's not my truth, but it was, it, it was just cruelty and a lot of it came from my own race, um, um, um uh, African-American, uh, black American specifically is what I'm referencing to, um, as a black man. And, uh, I don't like to play a race card or anything like that. Um, but it was tough growing up hearing things like that because you don't necessarily know what to believe. You know, when they say these things about you, like you're an uncle Tom, um, you, um, you should you, you you listen to rock music. I heard that in the military from somebody. Um, um, or no, you listen to you don't listen to rap, but things like that. You know, um, I don't want to give too much away, but pretty much those were just things I grew up hearing. And then as I was writing it, I was hearing it in my head um, um, in different tones. Like that's when I remember a situation when I was in the uh, eighth grade. Um, this 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 young lady. Was um, we were all standing outside, and it started to drizzle. Uh, and I was like, "Oh, it's drizzling." And then she just blurted out and said, "Well, that's rain to black people." And just kind of looked at me, like looked me up and down with this like disgusted look in her face. And for whatever reason, it just stuck to me. Mm-hmm. That stuck to me because I had already heard other things, and um, you know, my parents raised us. Um, it, we were I was in the military. Home, I was I was a military brat, and so um, I've been many places and. My um, diversity of friends that I had growing up, well, that that doesn't really make sense. My friends that I had growing up, it was very diverse. And um, I had some that were Caucasian, some that were black, some that were Asian, some that were uh, Hispanic, some that were Indian Americans. You know, it, it didn't matter to me. But for whatever reason, just growing up, I heard that a lot. But I'd like to see where they are now, those people that made fun of me. Because many of them, um, you know, it was a phase in school, I I suppose, but I've heard things about some of the people I went to school with that they just never escaped it. And those are the ones I'd like to, I would love to have a conversation with them like, you know, what, what hasn't changed? Why? Why were you cruel to me like that? Um, That's why I wrote that. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Very impactful. But you finished on that page something that uh, is very inspiring. And it is telling yourself affirmations, I'm enough. Mm -hmm. And repeated it. And that's important. It helps to try to... It's important that for every negative comment we may make about ourselves or somebody else that we counteract it with a positive one. And I love the fact that, that you... That you ended that one page with something positive, um, tied it all together about the emotion and, and how that negative um, impact, and then boom, you came up with the positive affirmation like, uh-uh, no, I'm not even going to entertain that.
1: Exactly. Yes, that's perfect. You you hit it perfectly.
0: And kind of, let's talk about my name is nothing.
1: Okay. Okay. Let me um this is going to be one of those that i'm going to read um to you all so um spoiler alert for anybody (laughs) no thank you all for listening to this okay so this is one it's just a it's a three line poem and it's titled my name is nothing so just listen to it really quick for me please when you have nothing you feel nothing when you have everything you ignore nothing never forget where you came from so um this has several different meanings in it so one is the person that is speaking, their name is nothing. They're literally like, hi, my name is nothing. What's your name? So this person's name is nothing. So they're saying when you have nothing, you feel nothing. When you have everything, you ignore nothing. So pretty much once you have everything, everything is generally like people who have a lot of money. People who have you know, riches that when you see somebody on the street that's homeless who generally doesn't have anything, those people ignore the people who don't have anything. However, on a, on a flip side to that, if you are that person that was nothing, you have nothing at one point in time. You don't feel anything. But once you have everything, you actually don't ignore anything, because you know what it's like to have nothing. So you help those who have nothing. And so, um, there we go. Let me go back to it. So um, uh, that's what I was referencing. It's just uh, a couple of things where it's important to not. it's important to just don't ignore people just because they um, are in a situation where they appear to not match the the, I guess the ideal person which you're thinking pretty much what's the term people reference a lot of people I don't reference them as this but many people who are homeless are unfortunately referenced as bums Um, and I don't necessarily think that that's a good thing to do Um, but that's what I was talking about many people who don't have anything um, they don't feel anything And when that same person makes it out of being homeless and they have everything, then they go back and they help those who don't have anything. But on the flip side, some people who don't have anything, once they do have everything, that person still ignores them. So I don't know, that might be a little confusing. That's kind of where my head was at in that one, but I just wanted to point that out.
0: No, that's that's it's so true. and there are a lot of stereotypes out there, a lot of derogatory comments made towards um, very marginalized populations, vulnerable populations, and those negative contexts can really turn off people and their ability to want to help because that's all they listen to and, um, but no, that, that, that makes a lot of sense and I hope that it made sense to folks out there and i know it did so they're actually probably thinking about that in their own lives and what they see in their own environment what they feel in their own environment and and work through that they're working through that so yeah no that's that definitely is very impactful now your parents have been very impactful on you and um i know you've shared with me a little bit about them uh in our conversations but they've been very instrumental in your life and you even wrote about that in your book so what are their thoughts about seeing their impact on you in this book
1: yeah they loved it they um they were honored both of them they were uh, honored um, that i was that i spoke about them specifically i know i spoke about like my brother and sister but like my parents you know the first i was the first born and you know um, all all three of us my sister and my brother um we being able to just make our parents proud and they were just really grateful for being able to hear it. I know my mom would sometimes talk about, you know, like you don't really ever know the impact you had on your child. You just, you know, you raise them, you do the best that you can and then they press on with life. And then if they come to you willingly and talking about, hey, you may need you help me feel this way, you help me do this. I feel grateful because of this. That's awesome. But I think actually You know, because I can't. I asked them, "Can I write about them?" And they were like, "Really? Like, yeah." And so I wrote about them, and then when it when I sent it to them, I sent it to them in just a long text message. Then my mom almost started to cry, and my dad was just like, he just felt grateful for. He's like, "I'm really happy, you know, that you feel this way about me." You know, like, um, and in in our community, in the black community, a lot of fathers, um we get shunned upon unfortunately yeah. I don't have a statistic to back most of it up but it's just growing up and I hear about it like a lot of black fathers unfortunately they walk away from your life they go out to go get milk and they don't come back um, uh, it was nothing like that with my dad my dad was present at all times even when he was deployed he was present um, he did as much as he could with what he had and never complained about it same with my mom and so they instilled that in my brother and sister and I and we've and then i've helped instill that along with my wife and our own children well not my newborns <laughs> not yet but my seven-year-old he's grateful as well so but yep yeah, to answer your question directly my mom and my dad were both excited and they were just happy and it's really um, um, over the moon that i wrote about them
0: yeah no that's wonderful that's wonderful um you would not be here without them so it's yeah. you get, and i always tell folks you know you may not like the parents you were given and you didn't choose them but they did bring you into this world and they do play a significant role somewhere in your life you may have a relationship with them you may not but you can find some commonality to at least get some some conversation started and with you I'm very grateful that you had both the best of both worlds there with your mom and your dad there. And how I love when you just said even when your dad was deployed, he was still present. And -hmm. and there making sure that things were okay with you guys and and with your mom. And I think that is outstanding. And I know they have to be very proud of you. I think a lot of times if parents don't hear a thank you or hear something, they can at least see the perseverance and the drive and the want to in you and see that, you know what, I hope they got that from me. Or, you know, they're, they're, they want to take credit where credit is due, but they also like to hear it from the individual too. But yeah, for it, you sure. Know, for but sure. they should be very proud of you because even when, when they may not be looking or can see you, um, just by your works alone, by working with you myself and, and with others, I know the impact is very lasting and um, they should be very proud of you. Very proud of you. you. The Air Force is very lucky to have you.
1: I appreciate that. Yes, sir. It's been a pleasure (laughs) to serve.
0: And we are with Osiris talking about his amazing book, Sacred. Stick around. We're going to continue our conversation with him tomorrow and dig a little deeper into this awesome book. And, Osiris, thanks for being with us today.
1: Thank you again for having me. Uh, I look forward to seeing you all tomorrow.
0: And you are listening to the G2 Radio Network exclusive interview series. We are interviewing Osiris, the author of the awesome book, Sacred. Check out the G2 Radio Network Facebook and Instagram pages for the links to pick up this book from Amazon or pick it up from Barnes & Noble. Stay tuned for part four tomorrow on the G2 Radio Network.